Hey, what's up, all you cool cats and kittens? Sorry, I was trying to do my best Drew McIntyre impression. What does he say? Something like that? He said that like months ago. <laughs> oh, okay, like I said, I haven't. Okay, that, that's okay. Yeah, I don't, he said that in front of the camera on on Monday Night Raw during his entrance. It was kind of funny. All right, but yeah, uh, wow, what a lackluster intro we're about to have for some important, big, fucking news. We have big news before the intro. Let's find out what it is. All right, you guys. So we are announcing that the Markout Media Podcast has finally got ourselves a merch store. So if you guys want stuff like stickers, people like stickers, put them anywhere. Put them on your car, other people's cars, street signs, anywhere. Or even, hey, you need a face mask? I know during this pandemic, we all need one. We, maybe you need a face cover. We have that. We have also beanies. I know it's a little hot, but maybe it's a little cold wherever you're at. Get a beanie. We also have a t-shirt as well. And where can you get all that stuff? Easily. You could just go to brainbustertees.com and look up Markout Media Podcast. If you're having trouble with that, you can go on our social medias on Twitter and Instagram and click the links in our description, which is Markout Media 18, and you can look those up as well. All right, let's do it. All right, Berkeley, buy a t-shirt and uh, roll the intro. And now, the cutting edge of wrestling news. With your host, Victor and David Ed. What's going on, you guys? This is the Markout Media Podcast. If this is your first time, my name is David Edge, and with me, as always, is my brother, Victor. And I'm drinking coffee. You're doing coffee today. I, oh, I should have done my cold brew. I didn't, I didn't get anything. I have a little mini Gatorades, but I don't want to drink any today. Um, but yeah, you guys, um, thank you guys for listening to us. If you are not subscribed, please subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, and many more platforms where podcasts are provided to your listening ears. Also, we're on social media, so you should check us out, follow us, talk to us. We're very interactive. So make sure to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's Markout Media 18. Once again, that is Markout Media 1-8. But yes, guys, we have a merch store. How great I know. is that? That's crazy, right? We have merch. Yeah, merch. We I have a t-shirt. We got stickers. We got, but you know what? Mask. There should I want to? This is I want to drop at least like two more designs for a shirt. Oh yeah, no, definitely. And oh, there's so many things I want to do. Like a fanny pack, that'd be kind of cool. I know. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder what the fanny pack would have on it, though. The fanny pack know. has. The fanny pack has to be different from everything else. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I, I'm, I totally agree with you. But uh, right now, it's just a simple one logo just of our of our actual album art for the uh, Markout Media podcast. So, yeah, stickers, beanies, hats, face masks. Go check it out, you guys. Again, it is BrainBusterTees.com. Again, BrainBusterTees.com. And just look up Markout Media podcast and you can find us. This is crazy. We have merch. Yeah, I've, I'm so weirded out by it. It's like... I feel I feel like I can quit now. I know I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks guys. This. this is the Markout Media podcast. Have a nice day. I'm kidding you guys. Um, but again, you guys, um, we have a very special guest with us today. It is Dustin Starr. Like, it's gonna be freaking awesome. Like, uh, we had so much fun talking with him. It was great getting to know him, getting to know his career and everything. He is the perfect like specimen i guess that's the way to say it. like he has nice hair nice teeth perfect voice like i understand why he's a part of the broadcast team for uh 
Uh, That's what um, I was saying. He's he's got the voice for it. Yeah, for uh, for all. And he's got he and he's got the look. Yeah, and he does so much. He's a busy man, and he stays dressed sharp. Like he looks real good. Like it's it's not wrong for me to say this, but he's a good looking dude who wears good looking clothes. Good dude. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's just. It's great, and honestly, we got to learn about a lot of stuff from like his wrestling career uh, that he had. You know, his his family, his wife, his kids. You know, the stuff he does during quarantine. He's a big video game head. I guess that's the word, video game head. I don't know if that's the word exactly, but maybe. All right. Well, I'm gonna coin that. It's a video game head. No, I don't know. But I can't wait for people to hear this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, but so we have some we... what what. Oh, no, no, I was going to say something. You no, you said oh. something. Because um, there's some shows coming up on tomorrow. Okay, yeah, let's hear some announcements for those shows. Uh, Black Label Pro, they start their show at 9.30 in the morning Pacific time, meaning I think that is for them. It's that is 11... 12.30. No, no, because they're central. Oh, yeah, no, but I was going to say that's 12.30 Eastern time. And then 11.30 or 11.30 Central, which is when they start it. Because they're yes. they're gonna do it in Chicago, I think. Yes, or Indiana or something like that. But um, see, it's Eric Stevens' a show. I don't have the card on me. But... No, it's fine. If you guys want to look up the card again, it's Black Label Pro. Just go check it out, guys. You're on, on the computer. Instagram. You're on go the computer. You're on your phone. Go look it up. Yeah, don't be lazy. <laughs> I'm excited. That's a way to start off my Saturday. I know. Nine thirty in the morning. That's gonna be my Saturday. So and then you got another the co- show. You got the coffee. Yeah, I got the coffee. Yeah, I'm getting the, I'll get the donuts. <laughs> so the thing is, there's another show. Oh, at, yeah. What time is it at? <laughs> oh, GCW. They have Tournament of Survival. That's at 1 p.m. Pacific time. And that is on Saturday? That's on Saturday. Oh, it looks like we have a, we have a whole day of wrestling. Don't forget, we also have Saturday night's uh, uh, AEW Dynamite. Saturday night, yep, at AEW. Saturday night, that's at 3 p.m. And then what else is at 3 p.m.? Or no, 4 p.m. is another Black Label Pro show. Oh, that's wow. At, that, <clears throat> that's at 4 p.m. Um, and then what else is going on? If it serves me correct, I believe also Saturday is NXT 30. NXT TakeOver 30. Yep, that's it. And then believe it or not, because we say this all the time. Did you know that, that SummerSlam is this Sunday? SummerSlam is this Sunday. I looked yeah. at the card. Yeah, so, you know, if we're not watching, you know, those people in the Thunderdome will be watching. I know. What do you think of the Thunderdome? I just saw pictures of it. It looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know what to think of it. I, I don't want to see. Really I ju- I, it's okay. So imagine. Okay. Well, when we do these things for our po- podcast, you guys, we do Zoom. So Victor can see me. I can see him. Could you imagine your face right now on a giant LED screen that's in the crowd and next to you is me as well in an LED screen? Oh, that's weird. Can we like talk? Yeah, I guess they can. You can hear the voices, supposedly. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, you get to react and everything. No, but then did you hear that AEW is going to start having fans too? Yes, they are going to be putting out tickets for later this this for the last week of the month, I believe. And they're only going to let in fifteen percent of capacity, which is about a couple hundred. So I, I'm worried. I am because I feel like some people are going to screw it up for everyone. Someone but I'm will. hoping as wrestling fans, we are determined to make this work. This is the I mean, if this is the only way we can do it for the time being, then yeah. Yeah. And when it comes down to Florida laws, like they're very loose. 
Yeah, they're very loose. Like Florida's just ugh. but anyways, uh I'm hoping the best for everything. This weekend is gonna be a good weekend for wrestling and I hope whatever you're watching or not watching, I hope you're just having a good weekend. That's all that matters. I know, I'm gonna be having a good weekend. Yeah, do you have any other news or is that it? That's it. All right, perfect. So we're gonna get into the interview, guys. Again, this is honestly this was, was this like a fun this is such a fun interview. It was just like talking to a friend. It was tons of fun. I can't wait till we go out to Memphis so he can show us around. Oh yeah, no. He said he he said some really cool food places we can head up, hit up, and you know, I guess for you for some drinks, I guess. Yeah, of course. All right, but we're gonna get into this interview right now here on the Markout Media Podcast. All right, we're here with Dustin Starr. Dustin, how are you doing? Doing good, man. How are you guys doing? Oh, dude, I'm doing great. Honestly, um, I was actually gonna call you Dustin Five Star. I believe that's a, a nickname you have, correct? Oh yeah. How did you, I mean, come on, it's kind, of, it's kind of obvious how you got that name, but I mean, how did you get that name? I'm probably wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. No, well, um, I was just trying to think of something different. And so I was like, all right, what goes with star that people would get? And so it's like Dustin's superstar, but there's a superstar Bill Dundee. So let's see hmm. here. Uh, how about five star? Because, you know, I eat at five star restaurants. I stay at five star hotels and all my performances are five stars. So Dustin five star and the weird thing is it never really like caught on until kind of recently, you know, people were saying, Hey, five star. <laughs> so I'm like, Hey, that's cool. <laughs> when, uh, when you're doing the backstage stuff and like the commentary stuff, is that when people call you five star or is it just when you're in the ring? It's more when I'm in the ring and then some of my friends and family members now would just blurt out a five star or like when I'm playing Fortnite with my buddies, like, Hey, five star, come here. And, <laughs> and it just hit me that they just started calling me that. So it's kind of, it's cool. You know, <laughs> that's awesome that's great uh it's all like your gamer tag too it's a d and then the number five star yes yeah i knew it i, I had to ask <laughs> there you go. and i had to shout it out there just in case there's anybody that plays fortnite that's that's about all i have time for i was so bad at it for so long my 12 year old would play it he's like dad you're so terrible and so i started getting a little bit better like so you know, I do a little bit of Twitch, but not a whole lot. Like, I'm not Zicky Dice or Gentleman Jervis or anything like that. I'm more, <laughs> you know, hanging out with my buddies like we used to do, you know, when we were kids, except we can do it over Twitch now and over the internet instead of sitting side by side. That's awesome. Is that what um, you've been up to during the quarantine? Actually, I did. I got into Fortnite a little bit more. I used to try to play with my son, and he was so much better than me that it was like he had to carry me. So if I could just stay alive, it was okay. And then I started getting a little bit better because, you know, the quarantine, I stayed pretty busy. All of our live events and all the sports that I work with in Memphis really just went away. But we were still able to produce television and, uh, you know, host CW30 and the, and the championship wrestling show and everything. And we did that from the house. So we kind of had to learn on the fly how to shoot and edit and, gosh, the green screen and all that kind of stuff. But then in the downtime, I was playing some Fortnite, man. <laughs> That's you know what I can't do with Fortnite. I just can't do the building. I'm terrible yeah. at it. Oh, so finally I've gotten to where I don't totally freak out, shoot crazy when somebody's shooting at me. So I can I can kind of kill some people, but there's no way I couldn't learn to build. If if there's a uh, a build war, I'm getting a flare gun and just trying to catch it on fire at this point. Exactly. That's actually pretty cool. I remember I uh, I used to play. When it first came out, and I was just, I was not a gamer. So, like, anytime I hear shooting, like, my whole uh, view just becomes 360. I'm just spinning around, and then I get shot. Yeah. 
Well, that's my life. The funny thing is, man, I could go on television. I could do live spots. I could be, you know, in the center court at a sold out FedEx forum for the Memphis Grizzlies and my heart will beat faster and I'll get more nervous like in a shootout on Fortnite than any of that other stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just, I can't do Fortnite. Just the building and just like, I tried so much. And I, but you know what it is though? I feel like, cause what are you playing it on? Are you playing it on PS4 or Xbox? Yes, PS4. We've got both. So my son can actually play next to me. So we can kind of tag team sitting next to each other in the game room. We've got the Xbox one on one side and the PS4 on the other. And now I'm hearing... A PlayStation 5's coming and all this stuff. So now, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to bite the bullet on that eventually. A new gaming system again. And are you, are you going to get the PS5 when it comes out? It, it all depends on my son. I'm sure he's going to want it. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure it'll come out around Christmas and I'll kind of have no, no choice. But all right, let's do it. So. <laughs> and then you're probably going to have more fun with it than he is. Yeah, secretly, <laughs> low-key, though, you know? Um, um, what other games are you playing besides Fortnite? That's it. I see him, uh, Warzone, and I've had a lot of people ask me about playing Warzone. They say, man, it's really similar to Fortnite, but I don't know. I've got, I've got my, uh, my buddy that I've known since I was five years old, and uh, we used to grow up playing games, you know, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, and then 64 had some great wrestling games. So really the only thing that I kind of play is uh, is Fortnite, but – you know, I do dabble with like a WWE 2K, you know, NBA 2K or, uh, you know, I haven't played Madden in a minute, but mostly sports games and the one shooter game is Fortnite that I play. Yeah. You mentioned a little bit of wrestling games. So what were some of your favorite wrestling games uh, growing up? WWF No Mercy was probably the best game ever on Nintendo yes. 64. That's the one that I remember that you could just do everything. The storyline mode was awesome. And the create a character was just fantastic. Another one that kind of sticks out is WCW versus the world, just because it had so many like of the J Japanese wrestlers that you just heard about, you know, you never really got to see them back in the day because there wasn't a YouTube and all that. And I'm kind of dating myself. I'm not that old. I just kind of grew up. I'm 37. I, I just kind of grew up in that era where, you just you couldn't get on YouTube back then and just watch anything that you want like you can now. No, I know that's it. Like I said, because I'm only I was born '92, so like I get the '90s stuff still here and there, but like anything before that, I don't I don't get it. Like it was before my time, so I don't understand it. Yeah, my Maria was born in '90. You guys are young, so some of the some of the references that I tell her, or some of the wrestling, or something like that, she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I wasn't even born then. Um, since you uh, I get some of the references, I was born in '89. Uh, so oh my gosh! Out. Look, <laughs> you guys. I'm so trying. We're, we're young, man. We're young. Oh uh, man! But since you uh, mentioned Maria, uh, that is your wife, correct? Yes. My uh, wife how did tag team partner? How did you two meet? Um, we actually met at a hockey game. We met at nice. uh, Lander Center in South Haven where they, um, I was working for the local hockey team here and uh, she worked at the arena, not necessarily in the box office, but she was the administrative assistant for the general manager there and everything. And so um, one of the, actually it was my first game back from being in WWE. So I signed with WWE, went to developmental in 2010. And then when I came back, my first game, cause I worked hockey, then went to WWE and came back to work hockey. And, um, my assistant there brought her friend, which was Maria. And so I just looked up and said, Hey, who's your friend? 
And she told me Maria. And I said, well, um, is she single? And she said, yes. And I said, I'll be right back. And from that day forward, we pretty much saw each other every single day. That's awesome. That's yeah, so great. So good. So um, how long have you guys been uh, married? We have been married five years. Five years. But we've been together about 10 years. So uh, it's oh, wow. crazy. That's freaking awesome. And then uh, you, you said you had a son. Is, uh, do you have any other kids as well? I'm actually sitting in the baby room right now doing this podcast. So in, in November, we've got a little boy on the way, a baby star on the way. I know. Congratulations. congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. I know. I saw the baby reveal and I was waiting for it and I was guessing and I was all like, I'm just going to say it's a boy. I was like, before you guys, you know, did the reveal, I was all like, I'm going to take my guess. And I said it was a boy. And then there you go. It was, uh, you know, it was typical wrestling fashion. We had those cannons. <laughs> that uh, it shoots off either the blue or the pink and of course my cannon shot off and then my son's brady his shot off and then maria struggled 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 and then finally it popped off <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um yeah, now are you guys coming up with any names anytime soon or are you guys uh how are you guys working that out oh my gosh i think i'm banned from coming up with names she's oh. taken away their naming <laughs> rights from me because everything that she mentions like she mentioned brett and i'm like yeah brett the hitman heart She's like, why is it always wrestling? So my, our son, Brady, his middle or his first name is Owen. And okay. it was like, huh. I didn't know very many Owens. I just knew pretty much one Owen, Owen Hart. And uh, not necessarily named after him, but I think everything is wrestling. So any name that she comes up with, I can put some sort of wrestling spin on it. And she's like, oh my gosh, not again. <laughs> like oh, no man. matter no matter what <laughs> name you guys pick yeah you can easily just throw that wrestling you know style on it and it becomes wrestling there you go for sure <laughs> that's yeah. awesome but you said uh due in what november yes november 23rd is what they're saying so it'll be right around oh, wow. thanksgiving so uh oh a thanksgiving be, baby <laughs> that would actually be cool because you know we chow down on thanksgiving anyway so why not have a birthday cake too Oh yeah, oh, there you go, man. That's I, awesome. I'm a, I'm a, I'm actually a Thanksgiving uh, baby. <laughs> okay, it's it's somewhat. I'm not gonna lie, it's a little rough sometimes, especially when you're trying to have your birthday on Thanksgiving. It is you're competing. Okay. <laughs> I bet. Well, it's got to be better than Christmas though, because Christmas it would feel like you're not really getting a birthday present because you're getting Christmas presents. So you kind of, I know some some people that were born around the holidays like that, and it's almost like, man, they. I know it's not all about the gifts, but come on, as a kid, it's about the gifts, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm I'm born between Christmas and New Year's Eve, so yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> well, it's one big party for those two weeks, then, right? I mean, oh. now, yeah, now that I'm older, now I like it because I'm like, oh, I love Christmas time anyways, and I love New Year's Eve, so I'm just like, oh, okay, cool, it's perfect timing. Just just party for two to three weeks, and you're good for the year. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I want to know, because I want to get back into the wrestling stuff, and what I want to know is, where did you get your training for wrestling? Outlaw Don Bass. Mm. He was one of the original assassins here in the Memphis Territory. He wore the yellow uh, mask with the, the black outline. It was a, just a legendary tag team here. And uh, some people might not be familiar with the name Don Bass. They might have heard of Ron Bass, who... I guess in storyline theory, they were brothers and Ron was in the WWF, I believe. But Don Bass at one point was the singing cowboy. And what he would do is he would hit people over the head with his guitar. And, you know, many years later, Jeff Jarrett would come along and he would smash people with his guitar. And that was all kind of due to 
Jeff being in the Memphis territory along with Don Bass. And I'm not saying that he, he stole that or anything like that, but it was definitely influenced. And, uh, you know, Don, he, he passed away just a couple of years ago, but he trained a lot of guys that you would see, you know, kind of nowadays in the Memphis area, or at least, you know, 10, 15 years ago in the Memphis area, guys like Derek King, um, Alan Steele, myself, and even if he didn't train them from start to finish, he always had some sort of hand in most of the talent around here. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. Um, how long did you train until you had your first match? I started training when I was 15. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, my parents had to sign the waiver. My mom had to actually drive me out to get this Jericho, Arkansas. Oh, <laughs> I mean, out, of, like, out of all places. Right. Out of all places, Jericho, Arkansas, I trained in a barn. So my mom drove me to meet Donnie and just to make sure that everything was safe. Uh, I had to pay my own down payment and my, you know, I had to pay my own way, man. That's what I wanted to do. There was no question about it. I was 130 pounds or so, just a, just a little kid that had a dream of being a wrestler. And it really wasn't like about WWE or WWF or WCW or anything like that. I mean, I grew up in the, in the times where, you know, the Memphis territory was getting a 50 rating, which wow. means like mm. everybody in Memphis was watching, you know, wrestling on Saturday. So it was really big deal. So me growing up in the business, you know, being able to, um, you know, literally grow up, grow into a, into a man in the wrestling business with guys like Jerry Lawler, Bill Dundee, you know, handsome Jimmy and all those guys, it was kind of a dream come true. So the dream wasn't really like WWE or anything like that. It was like, I wanted to be on Memphis television with Lance Russell and Dave Brown. That's how big it was here in Memphis. And so I trained for a couple of years. I had my first match. I believe I was almost 17 years old. So I trained almost two years and you know, your training continues from there. I went, uh, uh, we, oh man, it was just everybody in the world's helped me as far as, uh, training is going even even uh fast forward you know 20 years later to 2010 or wwe or whatnot uh you know you're still getting training there so but don bass was the one that started it all in jericho arkansas oh, yeah that's so, crazy um about about your time in uh wwe what was the developmental uh territory for wwe for for that time it was tampa so it was florida championship oh, wrestling fcw yeah, run by Steve Kern, who had a big, big run here in Memphis as uh, the Fabulous Ones. And then, of course, Dr. Tom Pritchard was the head trainer. And he, him and Eric Embry were just the two baddest dudes that you could imagine from Texas that were coming in to invade the Memphis territory. So quickly they knew, you know, they were familiar with Memphis, and that was my nickname. They would call me Memphis. And they also talked bad about the payoffs and stuff too. <laughs> yeah, I I heard it was kind of uh, rough for FCW, like it being like the like a warehouse. And I remember pe like watching like those small documentaries on the network about like uh, the warehouse just being hot, and then like dealing with like street team and everything. Yep. What, what um, was that? What, how what was all that like? Everything that you saw in that documentary, man, I was there for almost every single bit of that. And mentioning the street team, you know, everybody was talking about a guy named Alfred. Do you remember hearing the name Alfred on that documentary? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always swore that when I left, I was going to punch him in the face. <laughs> What's the story behind that? <laughs> I didn't, but it was, uh, it, was, it was really crazy, man. There was one time we were on the street team and it would be like a day off. You have a day off. And you would drive out a couple of hours to wherever the show was going to be either that weekend or the following weekend or whatever. And you'd spend hours out hanging up these posters on these telephone poles. 
which by the way was illegal. We would have police officers come and tell us to stop and you know, the company didn't care, you know, hang those posters. But there was one time that just really sticks out in my mind where Alex Riley was oh. the FCW champion and he was getting a little bit of play on WWE TV and doing dark matches and things like that before he was with Miz, but he was the top prospect. Man, I had the freaking FCW champion hanging posters in the, in the crazy heat. And so eventually I said, man, this isn't cool. Cause at that time I had been in the business, you know, quite a while. And so I told him, I was like, man, just hang out in the car. Let me do this. Just out of respect, you know, he was carrying the company and uh, here he is hanging up flyers and stuff. Wow, that's crazy. crazy. (laughs) That's nuts. That's the thing, like, you're working this company and you got your champion hanging, you know, because we used to do that when, like, in the music days, you know, you go out and you go to find your telephone poles around around the neighborhood or the streets and you find your busy streets and you, you hang them up and then you find the cops taking them down or you find neighbors taking them down. And that's crazy that you, that you have your champion hanging up flyers. It's, it's nuts. Yeah. It was just part of the, uh, the, I mean, you guys have heard the stories. I mean, they, they kind of tear you down in a way just to build you back up. You know, um, a funny little story is when I was getting my tryouts and getting my opportunities. Uh, one of the guys that I met, he was a producer from a match before I worked with him was, was Steve Kern. And uh, I told Steve that, uh, you know, I wanted to be a part of the WWE since, since a young age. And man, I would sweep the floors if you needed me to. And so when I reported to FCW on Dale Mabry, I'll never forget it as long as I live. Steve Kern, he called me out, uh, took me into the, into the um, I guess, into the arena where nobody was. And he handed me a broom. And he said, remember what you told me? Time to get started. And so I swept the floor. That's nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Ah, man, that's crazy. Hey, cause like, I'm like, cause we're, I, I'm still new to this and like, I barely got like around a wrestling ring before, like, just like even, I think it was like last month or something like that. And then, uh, before even getting inside, like I asked the wrestler first, I was like, may I get inside the ring first? I was all like, I just don't want to just hop in and just like start, you know, just, you know sitting down on the ring or whatever i was like i want to you know show respect and you know show that i'm serious about the business i want to learn well that's crazy though oh man there's a i mean there's a there's a there's a ton of stories of, about respect like that i remember uh, one of our tryouts undertaker got in the ring and the whole ring cleared like this was that monday night raw at noon so around noon time is where they you know work out in the ring you get the extras and the guys that are getting opportunities and looks undertaker got in the ring the place cleared out and we just watched him and he kind of stretched he ran the ropes he looked around it was like a movie man i wish i had a camera and he just looked around he said all right who wants it get in here if you want it and he called the big men out he said big men have to move too and we just watched them work out man but you talk about intimidating you got one of the greatest ever the undertaker you know telling you if you want it get in here you know it was pretty cool i mean it's it's good it's good stuff you definitely learn stuff and you learn that respect along the way you know even even sweeping the floors i mean now that's kind of one of those things where i don't feel bad at all about having you know, a trainee or a student or myself sweep the floors because somebody's got to do it. Yeah, that's true. And it does suck. Don't get me wrong. It does suck. Yeah. (laughs) Even as I said, even nowadays, now we got the uh, sanitizing crews with the rings nowadays. So I would look at that as putting in a little work right there too, is, you know, sanitizing the ring nowadays and doing all that stuff. 
Glad you brought that up because uh, WWE has always been really good about that. So when you go into a training session or Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, any kind of thing like that, before you get in a WWE ring, you always see them. They used to um, steam the the ring skirts so they wouldn't be all wrinkly. And then they would take Lysol and they would sanitize the mat before you were able to bump on it. And I'll never forget that because nowadays you see it and it's like, oh, man, they're really being protective, you know. But uh, WWE, to their credit, had always tried to, you know, have their rings extremely clean. And sometimes they would even uh, double or triple layer those canvases. That way, if somebody did bleed, they can peel that canvas off during a commercial break. And not only is it cleaner, but it looks better on television. Oh, wow, that's true. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So um, after how long were you with uh, the WWE before you ended up leaving that? I had worked with them probably three or four years, just kind of when they were in the, in the uh, Memphis area or Jonesboro or Tupelo or wow. um, gosh, Little Rock. And I would do matches. I had matches on SmackDown, ECW, uh, do some spots on Raw. I actually worked with Cedric the Entertainer, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I got super kicked by Shawn Michaels, you know, with the Spirit Squad and all that kind of stuff. But I was officially under contract with them for about a year. And I think it was one of those things where when they hired me, you know, they, they didn't really know what they wanted to do with me. They wanted me to be a broadcaster, ring announcer, and a referee because of my height. And now you look at the guys on TV and you're like, well, why does height even matter? Because those guys aren't that tall. But they just felt that I would have more longevity if I was doing something else. But there was a major disconnect between the office and the developmental system. And so the developmental system just kind of had me refereeing. So oh, I was wow. in extremely good shape at that point and that's what got me hired you know is my look and and uh, you know my work ethic and working out and all that kind of stuff so eventually <laughs> they wanted me to stop lifting you know I had uh, the talent relations tell me one time to um, you know cover up my arms because you couldn't have your guns hanging out making our boys look bad and so eventually you know when I did on the way out the door it was all positive and they said hey man go do your thing we know you're an entertainer go get over you can come back at any point and uh, that door is still open and people ask me why I'm not going back, but that's, I've got so much going on here in Memphis. You know, we own and host the championship wrestling show. Uh, we host the CW 30 network and uh, work for the soccer team here, the baseball team, you know, the Grizzlies basketball team, even their uh, developmental team I work for. So, I mean, we I stay in extremely busy here and I just, if you sign with WWE, then you're exclusive to them. And then that would take me away from everything else. But it is, it is something that uh, could absolutely happen in the future. Wow. Wow. You, you definitely wear a lot of hats. Yeah, it's That'll... crazy. <laughs> hey, fake it till you make it, brother. No, I love it. So <laughs> what, what, what led, to, uh, led to you like, becoming a part of like, broadcasting and doing like, commentary? It was, I think it was almost by accident because I always had blinders on. You know, I was a wrestler. You know, when, I, when I did get to WWE and you know, I would kind of be one of the, um, I don't even know what they call it, kind of the head of the ring crew. Yeah. Uh, so you had a squad that, that would, the boys would put the rings up and take the rings down. And then you'd have like the referees and the management kind of direct traffic. And so I was doing that. I was um, taking promo pictures for some of the guys that came in, like Seth Rollins. When he came in, I was taking promo pictures and sending them to the office for him you know, working the camera for Dusty Rhodes during the promo classes and things like that. And I was just thinking, man, I'm a wrestler. Why am I doing all this stuff? But now 
I'm putting all that stuff to good use because I'm not wrestling as much. And so when an opportunity came up to MC a hockey game, I was like, Hey man, I guess I can do that. And then it eventually morphed into doing other sports and, um, you know, I feel like it hurts a lot less to do the talking instead of the bumping. <laughs> that's, that's definitely true. <laughs> like, I never thought that I would be doing PA, you know, or ring announcing. I just never thought, you know, and I, I have people here in Memphis, and I know they're just being nice, you know, uh, you know, you have a great voice for that or whatever, stuff like that. And I just never really believe it because I never saw myself doing something like that. Like, Justin Roberts is probably the best ring announcer that I've probably ever heard along with Howard Finkel, you know, just his voice is just so good. And the way that he says it, it's, it's him 100%. Like he has his own unique, both of those guys have their own unique sound. And I don't think that I do, but you know, if, if I get paid to do it, I'm, I'm going to try it. I'm gonna give it a shot. <laughs> I think you do. I was watching, uh, cause I, I try to watch uh championship wrestling from Hollywood every Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, same. sometimes, sometimes I miss it. Sometimes I don't, sometimes I'll go back and watch it and just, but for the most part I'm watching it. And I was thinking today I was watching it and I was just watching the clips of you. That's it. So I was all like, I'll watch the wrestling later. I was like, but I was watching clips of just you. And I was like, huh. I was like, he's got a good look. I was like, his hair is nice. I was like, he wearing a suit. I was all like, got a good, he's got a good personality. I was like, I like it. I approve. I was like, this is what I would want in a backstage, like correspondent. I appreciate that, man. That's, I guess that's the goal, you know? <laughs> and, and don't forget, man, I could tear that suit off too. Oh, <laughs> I know. I was watching a match with you and uh, Billy Gunn. And okay. I was all like, that was like, I don't remember. Like, there was two of them, but I can't remember which one it is. If I go back on YouTube and look it up for a second, I can find it. But um, no, I was watching, I think like the first one that Billy Gunn, um, when you look it up on YouTube. Yeah, no, Billy was super cool. And uh, you, you talk about a big guy, man. That is a big guy. And I'm going to tell you right now, if he doesn't want you to do something, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? I was thinking when I got in the ring with them, I was actually, I think I looked at Maria and I was like, well, what the heck am I going to do with this guy? I mean, I'm not body slamming him. He's like six, five and 260 pounds or something. So you just got to, it's basically chopping wood. And, and, and also, you know, if you watch those matches, Billy has a lot of fun without physical contact, you know, with the fans and doing the crotch chop and chasing Maria and stuff like that. And we do the same thing. I'm strutting around, I'm flexing, I'm kissing her and the people are just with it, man. And he was a lot of fun to work with. And I saw him recently, I think it was in February. Uh, He kind of helped hook us up with Cody and Brandy to help do some media around here in Memphis. And so we did some TV stuff and some radio stuff. We had the young bucks on the court during the Grizzlies game. And so they invited us backstage and we got to see everybody, but that, that probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Billy. So Billy's been extremely cool and just being able to work with him, man, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a bigger fan than anybody out there. I like all the stuff and, you know, working with Billy was super cool. DX, you know, who wasn't a fan of that? I know going around saying, doing the crotch uh, chop and, you know, saying suck it got, got us in a lot of trouble. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a weird time for elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It yeah, was definitely good. got in a lot of trouble for that all the time. My son's not allowed to do that, by the way. So when he was watching, oh, good. <laughs> watching the match, I'm like, no, you got to put five in the sky. There's no crotch chopping here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to ask, do you, um, 
do you show your son like some old clips of wrestling that you grew up watching? He's not really into that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. You know, he's not, he's not really into the old school stuff. Now at first I would show him a Hogan warrior. That's my favorite match. WrestleMania six Toronto yeah. sky dome, 90,000 champion versus champion. It was great. And uh, he was into it, man. He was into it, but he fell asleep. <laughs> oh, it happens. It happens. How could he? <laughs> oh man. Hey, and he grew up, he grew up also like hating Jerry Lawler. I remember in the locker room, and that's because me and Lawler have had so many matches around Memphis and he hates when I lose. My son <laughs> hates when I lose. And you know, when you're in the ring with the King, you're going to lose. And yeah. so I remember in the locker room one time, he just was gave, he was probably four or five years old, just giving Jerry the stink. eye. just, I mean, he just looked at him like, Ugh. and he's like, what's wrong? And he's like, Oh, you're a cheater. <laughs> just calling him out in the locker room and we just died laughing uh he'll do um he'll do well with the uh, hardcore fans they don't like the jerry lawler so much when he comes into like any show like if it's a gcw show gcw show like he just gets booed like crazy and i'm just i've seen it and it's nuts that knows how to get heat that's why yeah jerry lawler just knows how to get heat so good oh yeah no i mean he's um yeah i mean he's one of the He's he's not one of those typical uh, body guys that he's totally different, man. Yeah. He has a different style, even his promos. I mean, you can just sit there and listen to him talk, and you can just talk people into the building. But those punches, man, he has some of the greatest punches in all of professional wrestling, in the history of professional wrestling, actually. Oh, wow, that's crazy. I would imagine. Um, what I want to know is, so like I said, um, how did the championship wrestling 30 all come about like in the United network and then you guys being on, you know, Saturdays on, on YouTube with championship wrestling from Hollywood. How did that all start? That's a funny story. It took a couple of years for it to happen. So, uh, David Marquez to his credit, man, he just, he found, found me on Facebook and what had happened is, uh, you know, championship wrestling from Hollywood has been around for about 10 years and they're on a lot of CW networks across the United States and just syndicated over a hundred different stations throughout the United States. And he stumbled across, you know, myself and, and my Maria hosting CW 30, just doing Jerry Springer commercials and, you know, season premieres and stuff like that. And he just thought, wait, Dustin Starr's a wrestler and he's hosting the CW 30 station. Why don't they have wrestling? And so he reached out and, um, you know, at first you're kind of like, eh, uh, who's this guy? You know, that kind of thing. You, you're not real sure. You just got a DM in, in Facebook. So the, eventually the, the conversation progressed a little bit. I pitched a couple of ideas to the general manager at CW 30. They were interested. Actually, when CW 30 signed us, one of the first questions that the general manager asked is, why isn't there wrestling on television in Memphis? And I kind of gave the look, like I looked behind me kind of, you know, like, well, you're the TV guy. You tell me. And he said, well, no, you're the wrestling guy. You tell me. And so I knew at that point we just had to find the right fit. And I didn't feel like, and I still don't feel like that if it was just a syndicated program from Hollywood, Memphis wrestling fans are very, very protective of their territory. And they're very, very protective of their, of their wrestling because they, they were spoiled for so long, you know, having Lance Russell and Dave Brown call the action, Lawler, Dundee, some of the greatest of all times all came through Memphis, Stone Cold, The Rock, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. For so many years, wrestling was so big here that I knew that we couldn't just syndicate a program. And so we pitched a couple of ideas and the general manager said no, but it wasn't like a hard no. It was like, 
I don't know that that will work. And so, uh, you know, to Dave's credit, he kept chipping away. And so we finally, um, actually, there was a transition in my life that opened up the opportunity for me to do this full time. And at that point, I remember laying in the bed and we were going to bed and I said, Maria, are you awake? Maria, are you awake? Maria, are you awake? And she's like, I am now. <laughs> and so I like basically woke her up. I said, what if we did this? She said, okay. I said, well, what? And we just, I just pitched some ideas off of her because if, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. You know what I yeah, mean? Understand. If she wasn't going for it, that's my partner in life. If she's not going for it and she's not all in on it, then it's going to be extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. And so that I kind of stayed up all night that night. And the next day I called Dave and I said, what if we did this? And he's like, man, that would be great. And so uh, put, put a pitch together and went in and uh, pitched the idea to the general manager. And this time he kind of kicked back in his chair and just started smiling. And, he, and then we had a start date. And there we go. So basically off of a Facebook message That's from David nuts. Marquette, that'll happen. Uh, one thing I got to say is David Marquez has like the perfect voice I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is fantastic. If you heard him, he actually called the X-Pac Daniel Bryan match on Saturday's championship wrestling. And I loved it. You know, I know that Dave worked at Disney for a really long time. And mm-hmm. when I hear his voice, it, it makes me really think of Disney. It's so, it's so like happy. You know, it's a very positive sounding voice and I love it. It's that tone. It's just something about it. It catches you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It grabs you. Yeah, but definitely, but it must be, it must be really awesome working uh, alongside your wife. That must be tons of fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) No, it is. It is because typically in the wrestling business, when you're traveling and you're on the road and in even me now where I'm not necessarily traveling on the road, if I'm at an event, you know, almost every night of the week, whether it's, you know, baseball, basketball, whatever the case may be, hosting a corporate event, whatever. If she wasn't there with me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see her a lot, you know, and that would affect our relationship. So instead we're able to work and, you know, kind of bounce off of one another and just feel a lot more comfortable when you're side by side with your partner. I remember interviewing uh, the King on, on uh, local 24, ABC 24 here in Memphis for a wrestling night. We did uh, 9 a.m. and it was, it was live and we kind of went over what we were going to do. And I took one of Maria's lines. One of the things that she wanted to on live TV, she gave me that death stare. Like, I mean, it was such a death stare that that Jerry even said something about it. He was like, Oh, next time you might want to (laughs) duck. So yeah, it's, it's cool working with, with your spouse. But also the cool thing is that Maria can keep up, you know, I don't have to hold her hand and carry her along. I mean, she is talented in her own right to where she could do that even if I wasn't there. And you don't really find a, a, a partner that often um, that can just go toe to toe with you. You know, they can hold up their end of the, uh, of their end of the bargain. That's, oh, that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so going on to like the whole five-star nickname, um, uh, I just, I think that's a really cool nickname, but where did you get this nickname? I've heard, I, I, I hope this is correct. The original lifeguard. Oh my gosh. Oh man. So yeah. Um, I don't even know where to start on that. So have you ever been a lifeguard? Yeah. Yeah. No, I had zinc oxide on my nose. I had board shorts and eventually turned into the trunks. I had a whistle came out with a boogie board. We had, um, gosh, her name was April. 
She was in TNA for a while. I can't remember her last name, but uh, I had April Pennington. We had mm. April Pennington with us, and I had a tag team partner, and actually I had a couple of different versions of tag team partners, and we were the lifeguards. We actually did that gimmick on Memphis Television, and uh, it was just one of those things where you're looking for a gimmick and something that you can play off of. And a cool story about the lifeguards, though, is when we were working live Memphis Television with Corey Macklin back on, um, I think it was a version of the CW here in Memphis, they were actually going to book the Beach Boys to come in with us and play us out to the ring. Wow. That's awesome. It stinks that that never happened, but just for them to be like trying to book the Beach Boys for us, I thought that was really, really cool. But I did that gimmick for a couple of years and then I thought that uh, I should probably have something that's a little bit more serious and and then that's when it, you're always trying to pitch around different ideas and different looks. And I even had my hair blonde. I dyed it bleach blonde and oh wow, yeah, it was, it was something else. Yeah. Definitely keep it the way you have it. Cause it looks, it, it definitely looks good. And I, I definitely like your style as well. Like I've seen my brother and I were uh, looking at pictures of uh, some of the stuff you have and just your suits are just so nice and well put together. Like where do you get your style from? Gentsformal.com proud sponsor of championship wrestling. No, I mean, I, I don't know. I think uh, the appearance is, is the biggest part. I mean, you know, we judge book by its cover nowadays. So whether it's your wrestling gear, your, your boots, your shoes, your suit, your tie, I mean, your hair, you know, you got to look, you got to look that part. Exactly. Might have to give me one of them suits. Wow. I know I got to get, we got to get a suit with that bow tie. Look at that. Ooh. Like I said, you guys can talk about hair all you want because I don't have any hair. So you guys can talk about hair all you want. It's okay. Oh my it's gosh. A- I, I, if I had a dollar every time somebody said, oh, the guy with the hair, I probably <laughs> wouldn't even have to be doing anything. Like, <laughs> That's what I was telling my brother. I was all like, this guy's got some nice hair. I was all like, because I used to have hair and then like I used to take care of it and all that stuff. But like my brother has hair and like he can, yeah, he can say it for himself. Like oh, it's, I, you got to take care it. of it. Yeah, you I love having like my hair, but I know I know I'm gonna hit that dead end eventually. <laughs> oh man, if I ever do, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do something about it. One thing I tell tell the lady that cuts my hair, shout out to Jenny. She, uh, I told her, I said, if I start going bald, you got to tell me because I can't see, and and I know other people aren't gonna tell me. So if you see something going on, you got to let me know. And when we go out to eat, so if before the pandemic, obviously, if we went out to eat somewhere and Maria wanted to throw on a hat or didn't want to put on makeup or something like that, she would try to make me wear a hat because one of the things that people recognize the most is the hair. It's like, hey, that's the guy with the hair. The grizzly guy with the hair. You know, it's everybody notices the hair. (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, I wanted to ask you a question. So what is the Memphis Hustle? Memphis Hustle is the uh, G League team. It's like the developmental team for the Memphis Grizzlies. They were located, I believe, in Iowa. I think they were the Iowa Energy. And then the Memphis Grizzlies purchased them and moved them to South Haven, which is about 20 minutes down the street from FedEx Forum. So that way, um, let's see, Josh Jackson, if you guys follow basketball, Josh Jackson, he played for the Grizzlies and the Hustle, but he came from the Hustle. So I saw every single one of his games and knew he would get called up. Or Yuta Watanabe uh, was, a, was a big sensation that we've seen play on the Grizzlies, but he plays his games at the Memphis Hustle. So it would be nothing that on a Monday night you see these guys playing at Lander Center you know, for the Memphis Hustle, and then on a Wednesday get called up and be playing 
20 minutes down the street at FedEx Forum for the Memphis Grizzlies. So it's the developmental team for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, and I, okay. I serve as the, uh, the PA announcer there. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's actually pretty cool. I do the same with the Redbirds. The Redbirds, we, I MC there and also do some PA, and they're the developmental team or the uh, AAA team of the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So when, when guys rehab, they come down here, and, man, they'll really pack the house, you know, uh, for some of these, you know, gosh, I don't even know any of the names I could pull off the top of my head, but uh, you'll see some big Major League Baseball stars come down, and every year you also see the Cardinals versus the Redbirds to gear up for the season and stuff like that. So it's actually kind of cool. You get to see these guys. It's almost like watching FCW and then seeing those guys now on WWE, like Titus O'Neil, for instance, he was one of my traveling buddies there and he was in FCW and, and could barely put on a headlock. So I got to see him, you know, train and get better. And then now he might not be on television every single week, but he is a very, very prominent figure as far as WWE Corporation is concerned, because he can do all the, the, the speaking and, you know, charity and things like that. So he's very important. So it's kind of cool to see those guys grow into their roles into a bigger spot. That's great. That's great to hear. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> um, awesome. But I have one more question because uh, we're going to start wrapping it up, but yep. I have one more question to ask you. Mm-hmm. So are you from uh, Memphis? Born and raised. Awesome. So what, what I want to know is what's the greatest thing about Memphis? Like, what can you tell me? Cause we've never been there. So what I want to know is let's say I'm visiting there for the first time. Like, what are we doing? Where are you taking me? Like what sites am I seeing? What are we doing? Depends on what time of year it is, because we have some great sports here. AutoZone park is one of the premier minor league ballparks. It was actually the highest grossing minor league ballpark you know, within the last couple of years or whatever. Um, very, very nice ballpark downtown. Then we have FedEx Forum that's literally two blocks from AutoZone Park. And then you have Beale Street that's right in the middle of all that. So Beale Street is like the world famous, you know, party street, almost like a bourbon of, of Memphis pretty much. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you'd have to check out all that kind of stuff. There's a great restaurant down here called Kooky Canuck. Mm. Barbecue is awesome here in Memphis. I mean, I the bet. food. Food and music is just food, music, and sports. Memphis, you would love Memphis. Oh, I love you. Have me at barbecue. I know. We gotta, we gotta make a trip out there, man. You gotta show us around. Oh man, you're about to put me in a food coma. (laughs) Well, we were gonna do our first big, big event that we were gonna tape uh, for television because the ultimate goal here is I know we do the championship wrestling presented by Pro Shingo, and it's like the syndicated show from Hollywood, kind of hosted by us with local content mixed in and everything. Mm-hmm. But the ultimate goal is to have championship wrestling from Memphis and record that here, just like they do at Hollywood and just like they do at championship wrestling from Arizona. And, you know, I know you guys have heard of the United Wrestling Network primetime live that's going to premiere yep. on September 15th. That's going to be awesome. So just like those programs, Eventually, and unfortunately, the pandemic postponed our birthday bash at AutoZone Park. That was going to be our three-week blockbuster spectacular, uh, but it was, it was put on hold. But there's a lot of interest from the station. They're, that's the cool thing is it's almost like AEW has TNT. Like TNT has their back 100%, right? Yeah. They couldn't do it without them. CW30 and Local 24 here in Memphis is like that for us. And so eventually, once we're on the other side of this pandemic, you're going to see our show somewhat flip and transition into a Memphis roster. 
and to a, a more Memphis feel. And it's just going to be a whole different show eventually at some point. It's just unfortunately with the pandemic, we don't know exactly when that's going to be. So we've kind of put the target date of 2021 on it. But uh, yeah, I say all that to say, man, you guys, this is just, this is, I know we're a year and a half in, but this is kind of just the beginning of something that hopefully will be kind of like what we had back in the day with, you know, and, and just what they have in Arizona and what they have in Hollywood and, you know, NWA is a part of that. So you'll probably see some of those guys on the program as well, but man, there's a lot of great wrestling to watch. So I can't wait to be, you know, filming that stuff here. Yeah. I can't wait for that to happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but we're, we're going to start letting you go. Uh, please uh, let everyone know uh, where they can follow you, man. The most important thing is, is check us out at CW 30 wrestling. You know, if you're outside of the viewing area, we're, uh, you can still watch us at the same time that it airs here in Memphis. So we're, we've got a very, very good prominent uh, time slot. We're at every Saturday at high noon. We say it's the fastest hour in pro wrestling because, man, we cram so much action into these shows. Like uh, coming up, we have Championship Saturday. So we're going to have three NWA championship matches all on one program just to kind of get you ready for the United Wrestling Network primetime live that's coming up that's going to feature the NWA. So at noon every Saturday, that's noon central time, you can log on to YouTube if you're outside of the Memphis market. Just type in CW30 Wrestling and you can watch the premiere with us. And we have a chat. And gosh, it's like it's the same people every single week. It's diehard wrestling fans. And some of them are from California, some of them from Memphis, some from Germany. They're from all over the place. But on all forms of social media, follow us at CW30 Wrestling. I'm at Dustin Starr, but you can find that on the uh, Championship Wrestling as well. And, and also we have a website that has all that information. It's championshipwrestlingmemphis.com. That's awesome. Everyone yeah. go follow that. Yeah, definitely. And once again, uh, Mr. Dustin Five Star, we thank you so much for this interview. It was honestly, it was a pleasure. Thank I know. You thank you so much. Yeah, we'll awesome. have to do it again. Yeah, no, no, we'll uh, we'll clear our schedule anytime for you. No, yeah, we definitely will. <laughs> but all right, man, we're gonna start letting you go. Yeah, all you right, have a good one. Guys. Take all care. Right, take it easy. Bye. Wow, what a great interview! That was honestly so much fun. I know it was uh, awesome talking to him. Yeah, dude, barbecue. Like, come on, Memphis? That, I, I never thought Memphis is like a place for like that type of like, I guess, I mean, Tennessee is known for music and fun and everything. So I guess it is a cool place. You know what I want to see, though, on like Saturday mornings? What's up? Is championship wrestling from Memphis. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah, but uh, till then, they, we still get all, we still have like those, the YouTube channel for, uh, wrestling in uh, hollywood like that's also stuff to watch as well uh but yeah no it was so much fun like man the that story about alex riley was really cool and the street oh, it really team. was in the street yeah. team yeah and hey all those stories are true from those documentaries you hear about fcw man it was it was cool i know it really was so it was awesome talking to uh dustin star yeah, it definitely was. But again, you guys, thank you guys for listening to the Markout Media Podcast. Again, if you have not subscribed, please subscribe. It's super easy. You're, you're on your phone. You're on your computer. You're listening to us while you're in the car, at your house, or at work. Just click on it. Click subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Anchor, and many more platforms where podcasts are provided to your listening ears also we're on social media so you should socially interact with us online we're on facebook we're on instagram twitter 
It's Markout Media 18. Once again, that is Markout Media 1-8. Also, we will make your ears bleed because we will talk about this over and over and over again. Make sure to go to brainbustertees.com and search up Markout Media Podcast for your chance to get some stickers, face masks, beanies, t-shirts. We have merch. And there will be some more designs coming too. Um, that's uh, definitely definitely coming soon. So just keeping it look out for that. And of course, if you guys want to see more different types of merch from us, just hit us up on social media. Again, it's Markout Media 18, Markout Media 1 eight and just tell us maybe you want some fanny packs maybe maybe, some blankets, maybe maybe you want some uh shirts for your kids they have youth sizes or a, a onesie for kids not for adults <laughs> no or maybe you want some joggers they have that too or zip up hoodies or even just regular pullover hoodies long sleeves crew necks fanny packs yes fanny packs there will be tons of merch so be on the lookout for that definitely again you guys as always from my brother Victor, from me, David Edge. Wait, before I say anything, again, why haven't you guys followed me yet? I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. It's at DXE Multimedia. DXE Multimedia. Also, I'm on TikTok. Why aren't you following me on TikTok? TikTok's still cool. It's still not banned yet. So might as well follow me. It's at David X Edge. And then, of course, as always, to talk to Victor, Mark on Media 18. So, you ready to get on out of here? Let's go. You still got your coffee? Let's go. Drink it up. And for everyone, let's have a good let's have a good weekend, you guys. So much wrestling to watch. And as we say, as always, here on the Markout Media Podcast, from my brother Victor to me, David Edge, you either mark out or get the fuck out. Go buy our merch. Goodbye. <laughs>